Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Endeavor Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Breitkoff. Today we've got another really good episode for you. Uh, Christy Davin, who's been my frequent guest and co-host on the last several episodes, uh, recorded a, uh, a a video vlog uh, that she's been a series she's been doing for our YouTube channel called The Parent Perspective. And I thought this would be a really good one to share with you here on the podcast, uh, especially given that uh, this episode will be posting on Friday, June 29th. The school year is over and summer has begun, and a lot of families are taking this time to go on college visits with their uh, students entering junior or senior year. So I thought uh, this would be a good time for uh, Christy to share her story and some advice that she has. So the episode will be about uh, college visits. Before I pass it along to Christy, I do want to say one thing. Uh, this episode will be posting on, as I said, Friday, June 29th. Uh, and the following week is the 4th of July week, and so the podcast is taking the week off. So we've got a one-week vacation. Uh, there'll be no podcast episodes the week of 4th of July, but then we're coming right back uh, with episodes starting the week of the 9th of July. Again, we're going to go back to that twice-a-week schedule. Two new episodes every week. Got some really good stuff planned for the summer. We've got our final episode of the High School Admittance Process Series with Marvin coming up, and... We're going to get the Hacking the SAT series with me and Neil uh, going once a week. A really good episode on how to build your own SAT program. So, with that in mind, I'm going to pass it along to Christy right now. Christy, take it away. Welcome to another episode of The Parent Perspective here at Endeavor, where we try to provide for you a little bit of perspective and context for so much of the information that we're providing to uh, U.S. families, but also directly to the students as they approach the college application process. Um, A lot of our podcasts and videos and articles are around building a college list and what to do once you have that college list. And I know I'm doing an episode on um, building that college list as well, but Today I'd like to talk to you about the, uh, the process of visiting the schools. Um, I've worked with some parents for whom this is an incredibly stressful time, either because inevitably you're not getting along with your 17-year-old, you're both stressed out for numerous reasons, and being together in the car or on an airplane for long uh long uh, lengths of time is a horrifying idea. Uh, so, but it's, it's necessary. It is necessary. Um, there are a couple of reasons for that. Sometimes the colleges do track their, your demonstrated interest and it's important that you find that out from the colleges that your student is interested in. Um, if demonstrated interest is something that they track, then it's really valuable not only for him or her to visit, but also be on the record as having visited and following up on that. And, uh, and we'll go over that in a little bit. <clears throat> it's also valuable, however, for your student to find out if it's an environment that he or she feels comfortable in. Uh, do they like the feeling of the, uh, the campus itself? Is it too urban? Is it not urban enough? Uh, is it too active? Is it not active enough? And so there are many things to consider when planning those visits. 
Um, one, of course, is uh, we always recommend that you go while the school is in session. Um, it sounds like kind of a, an obvious thing, but uh, it's hard to do because so much of the free time that you have might either be on the weekends or it might be uh, during vacation, summer vacation or spring break. And if you're going at a time where the campus is also on vacation, it might seem a little bit like a ghost town and you won't get an accurate and honest feeling for what campus will be like day to day while your student is there. So the first thing, um, and I'm gonna break this down into sort of three sections, the before the visit, the during the visit, and the after the visit. So before the visit, as I mentioned, you do wanna make sure that you are planning at a time when, um, when you believe the campus will be authentically active. Uh, when classes are in session, um, when the students are on campus, you know, if you've got the luxury of being close by one of your first choice colleges, it might not be a bad idea to go twice, once during a school day and once on the weekend to see what weekends are like there. Um, for me, I remember the campus um, just changed dramatically over uh, the weekends where there are people um, playing frisbee in the, in, the, in the quad and there are bikes and um, groups of people everywhere and uh, my campus was rural and there was a lot of outdoor activity. Um, other campuses may be different but it was something that was a little bit different from what the school day looked like when everybody was in session. So if you do have the ability to go twice, it might be a good idea to see it both uh, while class is in session or while it's not. Uh, if you can't do that, sometimes you can um, go late enough in the afternoon that you're uh, still there when classes are finished for the day for most students. And if it's a warm weather day, sometimes they'll be outside enjoying uh, the weather uh, in the afternoon after class, just as they would have on the weekend. So that's something to consider um, if, if two visits isn't an option for you. Um, because you're gonna have such, uh, probably, most likely, uh, a limited amount of time to spend at each school, uh, the first thing, of course, you need to do is that very confusing um, planning of the road trip, if you can magically line up the schools that you're interested in, in a way where the trip can be, let's say, three days and you'll do a college a day, or if you can't do that, maybe two colleges a day if you need to squeeze in more. Um, so the first step you need to take, of course, is to plan that trip. And that's, for the most part, gonna be on you, I think. You're the one with, um, probably the one who will be mostly in charge of the travel arrangements, whether it's the driving or providing the car or paying for hotel rooms or anything like that. Um, the drum that I beat over and over again, as you know, is the student should own the process as much as possible. So if your student can take that over, that's fantastic. Um, and basically you're just going as an extra set of eyes and another perspective. But um, again, it's really important that your student own the process as much as possible. Also in the realm of time limitations, uh, when you do start to line up your colleges, you wanna make sure that if you've only got three hours on campus that you prioritize what the most important things are. 
the tours are always a great way to see what they want you to see, but it may not be the best way to see the things that interest you. Um, as you can imagine, um, most colleges won't put, um, they'll put their best foot forward. They'll bring you to the things that they're proudest of. They won't show you um, the other things, let's say an art, um, an art workshop or um, the, the science lab or, you know, it might not be on the tour if those aren't the things that they feel that most people want to see. So you need to make time to see those things on your own if those aren't things that the, the tour guide will cover. And that's something that you probably should find out ahead of time. And um, again, if you run out of time, you want to make sure that you've at least got your top two or three things from that campus checked off. Um, the other thing that you need to do ahead of time is make sure that you're taking advantage of all of the opportunities available to you while you're there. That needs a little forward thinking. Um, and again, you should leave this to your student as much as you can. Uh, things like what professors uh, might you want to meet? And is that a possibility while you're there? Again, is there a tour that you might want to take? And uh, are there any events that they offer, open houses or um, any other sort of prospective visitation days? So finding out what they offer um, may help you align your plans with um, the available events and opportunities that each school provides. So that kind of forward planning will really help you make the most of your trip. Um, whether or not you have a tour or something else, there are other things that obviously you want to make sure to do while you're there. And your job as parent, in my opinion, in this part of the process, should be as minimal as possible. This is your chance to let them own this, to see how comfortable they are in this place. So it's not your job to answer the questions. It's not your job to, um, to be the voice. It's your student's job to be the voice in this situation. So you be there, um, and but let them own it. See what it feels like to be in that environment. So you um, would be very, uh, very helpful if you took a bunch of pictures so that you can jog, mem jog his or her memory when you get home. Um, grab a school newspaper if you see one of those. Uh, but this is really, again, the student's chance to see how it feels to be there. So I also strongly suggest that you split up for a while. Um, whether it's because you really want to see the art department and he or she really wants to see the, the um, gymnasium or the track or the football field or something like that, then, you know, split up and encourage him or her especially to check out the student union. Uh, find out where the students congregate. Uh, hopefully he or she will be comfortable reaching out and saying hello to a couple of the students, asking some questions. Uh, that's the best way for him or her to find out whether this is an environment that is a possible fit for them. Um, they need to be there alone. They can't have mom or dad or guardian standing right next to them as a security blanket. Uh, that sort of alone time is important and you're just gonna change the environment with your presence. So again, good opportunity for you to go wander around and see what else there is um, on that campus. Take a lot of pictures of what you see so you can share it with your student when you, when you connect again. This um, exploration is more 
um, than just about the campus itself. It's about the surrounding area. It's about making sure that um, there's, you know, something as basic from your perspective, a decent restaurant, uh, a decent hotel so you can come visit if, if it's that far away. Exploring the direct area, the town in which the college is located, or even maybe another five miles out. Is there a bigger town? Um, I went to Denison, as I have mentioned before. Denison is an adorable little town called Granville, Ohio. And Granville, of course, it's been decades since I was an active student there, and it's changed a little bit. But there are, um, there's every church you can imagine, um, a very cute cobblestone street with a church on every corner, uh, a couple of good diners and ice cream parlors, um, a couple of really nice antique bed and breakfasts. There's the, Gra the Granville Inn and the Buxton Inn, making sure that mom and dad didn't have to, you know, stay at the Howard Johnson's 10 miles away. Uh, so that was always nice to have. Um, but it's also, again, it's a matter of being comfortable. It's a matter of uh, having the things that make the town feel like home for your student for four years. So once you've explored the campus, explore the surrounding area as well. Find a cute restaurant, take everybody out to lunch, blow off a little bit of steam because it is, it's, it's, it's a marathon. Um, these, uh, these visits, if you're lining, if you're lining up multiple colleges over multiple days, you're all going to be exhausted and a little stressed out. Um, think of it as house hunting, you know, you go with your realtor and you line up house after house after house. You, your mind gets a little boggled and, and it's, it's overwhelming. So taking that time out, um, not only helps figure out whether or not the restaurants around there are decent, but also gives you a chance to breathe. So that's the during the visit. Um, I think it's an important, really important thing to do, especially if the college attracts demonstrated interest as we talked about at the beginning of the video, if it is something that they keep track of to see if you've made an effort to um, to visit, made an effort to show your interest in them. And they understand that if you live in Alaska, you're probably not going to visit if the college is in Boston or um, something else which is just geographically inconvenient. But um, there are other ways to show demonstrated interest and we will talk about that in another video. But while you're there, if they do track demonstrated interest, it's important to kind of get on the record introduce yourself to the admissions office, take the tour and sign the attendance sheet if they do such things. If they don't, um, then there are ways to follow up and we'll get to that next, where you can get on the record and say that you were there even if they weren't the ones tracking it. Because again, if you've got two completely qualified, um, equally interesting candidates and one of them showed interest and one of them did not, uh, the college is more likely to give an acceptance letter to the one that showed demonstrated interest because the rate of acceptance, the rate at which students accept their offer of admissions uh, is an important metric for the colleges. So um, showing that demonstrated interest, whether they track it or not, is, is important uh, for this application process. So when you do follow up, you get home, you're exhausted, you're overwhelmed, you visited, let's say, three or four colleges. Hopefully you've got some pictures of each one of them so that you can remember which one was which. You grabbed, hopefully, a school newspaper or some other information on a, a little bit more about the student life there, the student culture, what's important to the students, how they 
how they hang out and interact with each other day to day. Um, it's time to sit down and, and talk amongst yourselves, if, if everybody went or if it was just the two of you, and talk about what you saw so that it's fresh in your mind. Talk about what you liked. Talk about what you didn't like. Talk about the things that you wanted to learn more about, maybe didn't have time, that you can maybe follow up on. Um, that kind of thing is important for a couple of reasons. First of all, because especially if the college didn't give you the opportunity to sign in or let them know that you were there, a thank you note. I don't know about in your family, but in my family, you always wrote a thank you note to, um, to it's, it's, a, it's a courtesy, but it also, it's a strategic one here. So writing a handwritten thank you note from the student directly to the director of admissions or um, whoever they may have interacted with or um, you know, there's probably a key contact at, that, that you've been given at some point. A thank you note for the tour, um, naming the tour guide by name and what they, he or she did well on, during their job, it would be a nice touch. Uh, the things that he or she saw while they were there that they, really makes them think that this could be a great fit for them. Um, if they were able to connect with a professor directly, if they were able to sit in on a class, if they were any of those things, any of those events, it's important to, to share that information. That note will go in their file. And um, if they do apply, they will then be shown as um, interested, which is, again, always a good edge to have. The other reason that that is important is many of these colleges require supplemental essays uh, through the common application. And many times that question will be something having to do with why this is the college of your choice. Why do you want to go to Denison? Why do you want to go to Purdue? Why do you want to go to Colgate? Um, why is it that this college speaks to you and why you feel it's a good fit? And usually because it's in the city, is not a good answer. Um, you know, it could be a part of why, but it's not interesting, it's not unique. But if you had visited and you were able to um, spend some time learning how that campus felt, learning about those things, it'll give you some content, some really good valuable details for your college application essay and uh, the supplemental essay, excuse me. And you'll be able to, with real detail and with real concrete proof, show not only I was interested enough that I made the effort to get there, but also while I was there, these are the things I learned. Um, it'll go a long way in making that essay really engaging, first of all, but also improving, again, some of that demonstrated interest. Christy, thank you so much. That was incredibly helpful. That, a lot of that was just amazing advice, and I hope uh, those of you listening at home um, really take the time to uh, try out some of the tips that Christy has suggested. Uh, she has a lot of experience going on college visits, uh, both previously as a student and as a parent, and as an educator at really helping out families uh, with their college application process. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please Feel free to share it, heart it, like it, whatever you can do in your podcast listening app of choice. You can also always subscribe. Subscribing is a great way to get episodes right away. They'll download to your phone, to iTunes, to wherever you're listening right away when they post. And if you want to reach out to us, you can leave a comment in iTunes. I check that every so often, but more importantly, you can follow us or comment on Twitter 
Our handle is at EndeavorPod. If you leave a comment there, if you add us or mention us, uh, I'll get a notification on my phone and I'll be able to follow up with you pretty quickly. Uh, so uh, we're going to have, as I said at the beginning of the episode, a week break. There'll be no episodes next week, the week of 4th of July. Have a happy 4th of July. Uh, if there are any international listeners out there, uh, thank you so much for listening from around the world. Uh, we will not be having any episodes next week because of the American Independence Day holiday. Uh, but we'll be back the week of the 9th of July with two new episodes Tuesday and Friday. Every week we're going to be posting episodes all summer long on some great topics. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, let's keep learning.